0: Hello, Set Apart Saints. Uh, Brian here, and I wanted to cover a very important topic, and I've mentioned it uh, vaguely in a couple of other previous uh, podcasts, but I wanted to go a deeper dive into the Ten Commandments, and uh, to uh, definitely I want to, you know, eradicate any idea that the commandments are no longer necessary uh, for believers to. To, you know, consider uh, anymore, where there's a lot of these false preachers out here, you know, that teach that the law is done away with, that kind of mentality, that a lot of these, especially the prosperity preachers and stuff that they, um, that they teach a lot of times. Uh, they, you know, they teach that, oh, we're saved by gra- by faith and through grace, which part of that, yeah, you know, that's true. We're saved through faith in Messiah. We, you know, that's true, but that's not the whole story. It didn't just stop there. Okay, we're saved by that. They were given the Ruach Hakadesh or the Holy Spirit, in order so that we can fulfill the law. Okay, so but let's dig into this. First, I think to kick this off, we'll go through the we'll go through the Ten Commandments and a little bit try to do some detail there. Uh, first, I wanted to read just in case there's any doubt out there that we should follow the commandments. Uh, let's first get into uh, the, the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 5, verses 17 uh, through 19. We'll probably stop there. So, Messiah says, Think not that I am come to destroy the Torah or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Uh, For, amen, I say unto you, Till heaven and earth pass, One yod, or one tittle, Or, you know, uh, Yeah, um, one dot or some say dot or tittle, shall in no wise pass from the Torah till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. End of quote. Okay, so I wanted to just, just start there, just to kind of break up any, um, you know, any dogmas associated with thinking that we don't have to follow the law. That's not, that's not what Messiah said. And there's multiple areas where Messiah, you know, actually preaches the commandments. Okay, there's multiple things you can you can find this, and not, not to mention obviously the Old Testament, uh, where you know only you know, the righteous, you know, love the law uh, of, of the Father. Uh, throughout the Old Testament, okay, and they hold it dear to their heart. They meditate on it. All that kind of verbiage is all throughout Scripture. And so this idea that the all of a sudden the law is thrown out and done away with is a total lie uh, and a trick of the enemy. Okay. Now uh, let's go ahead and go to Exodus chapter twenty, and this is going to be where the commandments is going to be found and stuff. so let's go through them a little bit one by one. Uh, just so you have a really good overview. Uh, now there's obviously going to be more stuff out there with probably even more in-depth analysis that I'm going to do here on this podcast today because I mean, a lot of this you can probably, you can really go in detail, probably a whole podcast just on every one of these individually, probably, and go through different stories and how they interact with the Bible and different stories and stuff throughout. So um, but let's get into it and then we'll kind of see where it goes. Okay, so uh, Exodus 20... Uh, so we have, uh, Elohim spoke to all the words, saying, I am uh, Yahuwah, uh, uh, Elohim, whom have brought you out of the land of Mishraim, or Egypt, out of the house of bondage. So he's talking about, you know, they, they took him out of slavery. Uh, it says here, so the first one here we have in verse 3, you shall have no other Elohim, or gods, before me. okay. Now, some translate this um, besides me, before me. You, know, you kind of get both of those. You know, and you can even say other than me. I think is a good one uh, to kind of put here to be very, very clear. Because say before in English, it kind of comes out, you know, oh, you can ha- maybe you can have other gods after him. No, it's not what it's saying. You can't. You know, basically, you can have no other gods. Period. Okay. Um, you know, that shall have no other gods. And I think is a good way uh, to say it because. You know, it, it was act, It's actually later they start getting into Deuteronomy's, where the where the rest of the law is elaborated on through Moses. The it was actually punishable by death if they had if they had other false gods they're worshiping, and stuff. So and and the idols, which we'll get into that in the second one here, and stuff. So the uh, so that's definitely number one commandment is right there to have no other gods. You know. So and I would even say if we have. You know, even if we think we're worshiping Yahuwah, the, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we think we're worshiping him, but we're using idols and things like that, or images and anything like that, then you know, we're not worshiping the way he wants to be worshiped. Okay? We're, doing, we're doing things uh, of our own of traditions of men, or our, our own, using the imagination of our own hearts, our own deceitful hearts, and doing what we want to do, not what he's told us to do. Okay? Which that gets into the second one as well. But let me go ahead and continue reading on here in verse 4. So you shall not make unto you any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heavens above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water underneath the earth. You shall not bow down yourself to them nor serve them. For I, Yahuwah Elohim, am a jealous El. That's another word for God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy to thousands of them that love me and guard my commandments okay so, so right here we kind of see really one and two really flow together um, that you know they kind of really flow together where you, know, you can have no other gods you know uh, no other gods um, other than me and then the the second one is making no other likeness of any animals, stars, stuff like that. And if we know anything about like you know the the pagans and stuff, uh, and the um, mystery uh, Babylon religion, uh, going all the way back to to ba- the old ancient Babylon, uh, you know they you know, they worship the sun, sun moon stars, which is a curse in the Bible. For those that don't obey uh, Yahuwah, then that was a curse. They would be given over to. Uh, corrupt minds, and they would worship the the, the stars and the heavens, and you know and stuff. That's and that's where we get a lot of uh, corruption with the uh, you know the astro you know, astrology signs and this and that, and they start getting, you know labeling of animals and and all this stuff. Uh, so it really leaves down a really bad uh, pagan uh, practices and idolatry and all those things. So uh, so and also I think too, let me just preface here that. Uh, you know, people tend to think of an idol and they think, you know, oh, I don't, I don't bow down to a statue. You know, I don't, I don't have a, a Buddha doll or Buddha statue in my home that I bow down and worship and pray to. And I think that's kind of a very uh, one-sided view, just kind of a generic view of it that, you know, I think you know, I really believe an idol can be much more than that, a much more simple version uh, of stuff. So, um, and I even look, we have to be very, very careful and, and I think both, both of these are two really good ones to start. The first and second commandment, you know, as far as, you know, praying and meditating on the commandments, I really uh, encourage starting on these and really think about it. Because when I, when I did that, I, um, you know, it kind of dawned on me too, you know, even, even just, uh, you, know, the people, you know, you go to places, let's say you go downtown or something, and they have a, you know, one of these little water fountain things out there. And people are throwing pennies in there, right? They're throwing coins or whatever. I mean, make—it's a little cutesy thing. Make a wish. Here, sweetie. here's here. Give it. Give a coin to your daughter or something. Uh, you know, throw a penny in, okay? And make a wish. But well, there's in the middle of this fountain is what? It's a statue of some naked baby and some you know naked woman wrapped around or some creepy thing. If you really look at it, a lot of times there's some creepy thing there or it's two two nude people, basically, you know melding together they're basically nude uh, representing probably some false god um, you know or you know, some creepy uh, mother nature doctrine or something you know and maybe water spewing out of it or whatever um, but again we have to think about what our actions are not what we think we, we look at it as something very innocent and stuff but how, how does the almighty father look at it okay we're putting our faith we're putting our money now we're putting our you could even call it a tithe into a fountain, okay, making a wish, okay, based on faith, and now, we're, now we just taught our daughter how to worship an idol, um, and we thought it was something just willy-nilly, and thought it was no big deal. So be very, very careful on this kind of stuff. You think it's something very simple and very innocent, and you may teach your children as such, and your relatives not realizing that there's much more going on here. And I will tell you this too, over the years now, I've noticed more and more they are introducing more idols in the stores uh, for children as toys. So you're going to see it more and more now. There, there, you know, there's a store here called like Five Below. That's like everything's supposed to be five dollars and under, or dollar stores out there. But what what you're finding now is 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 they're having these you know little you know cutesy little things they can paint. Well, they'll have a Buddha doll where they'll put a little paint kit, the Buddha doll. They'll have a unicorns. They'll, unicorns is everywhere right now. These mythical creatures all tie into a lot of that stuff. Mermaids has been a big one for many, many years. And stuff, with, especially with Disney and the Ariel and that whole franchise. And stuff. So magic powers, you start getting into the... Into the uh, Disney is horrible with stuff like that. Frozen franchise, all that kind of stuff that gets into magic. And you know, if you look at most of our movies now is all it's mostly witchcraft uh, to some extent or another um and stuff so but again think about it pray about it and go through go through all of these but i mean you start i would just start with you know one and two and really meditate and pray on it read the read the scripture on it and and find out you know where you know uh, do you stack up and you might be surprised when you really if you really really get to the heart of it uh, I would not be surprised I many people have idols around their house they don't realize it you've got little statues around your house and stuff you've got you've got pictures of Jesus on your wall uh, that's that's not Jesus that's not <laughs> that's not Messiah let's put it that way um, that's not him that's just that's a false image someone painted of, of the Messiah to be a representation of him and stuff that's not the real one that's not the real Messiah and so he didn't he didn't impose that so uh, keep that in mind I also, I, because of that, uh, over the years, I've gotten very, very cautious. I don't buy really pictures anymore. I went through, um, probably about a year ago or so, I went through and purged out any kind of pictures in terms of on the walls and stuff. Uh, now, I mostly have, which I have the Ten Commandments up, which I'm staring at right now. I've got I've got some wood plaques of the Ten Commandments up. I've got scriptures on the walls. Um, so, I'll, I'll, I'll buy, if I see a, if I see a decent picture that's got words on it, that's basically scriptures, I'll buy it. I've got um, a board up that's like a chalkboard that I write scriptures on. Uh, Mirrors, I think are fine. Clocks, I think are fine. Uh, I'm just very, very cautious hanging up any kind of possible perceived images, okay, Um, of things under the water, of heaven, which could be fish, you know, anything, any animals, those kind of things. I'm very, very cautious with that. Now, I'm not saying every single picture that if you've got one book on your bookshelf that's closed and there's a picture in it, oh, throw it out or burn it. I'm not saying that to that extent, but I am saying anything that can be perceived as an idol that can be hung up in a place of honor in your home, be very careful with that, okay? Especially when you start getting into these mermaids and uh, mythical creatures and all this kind of stuff, okay? Uh, and I would even go through and purge your house if there's such things, but first pray on it, go through go through some stuff and um, and, and read through all this, okay? All right, so uh, the So let's go to the, go ahead and go to the, the next one. You shall not take the name of, of uh, Yahweh in vain, uh, for Yahweh will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. Okay, so on this one, the you know on, on the last on the last one we kind of handled any kind of false visual representations of the one true Elohim. Okay, so he's saying, "Don't make a false image." Okay, we know he's invisible. Uh, don't you know? And he's telling us, "Don't make an image of me," because we know he knows that you know mankind will do so uh, and stuff. So the you know, so now we're talking about any uh, you know audible uh, representation and putting you know putting his name in vain uh, through words. Okay, so visual, the second commandment, The third one is now we're talking in words to. Basically, through throw his name down in vain, and um, you know, any kind of any kind of verbal way, okay, and stuff. So, um, just something to really uh, be cautious with that we don't want to um, you know put down the Heavenly Father in any way. And obviously, people that you know, if people are doing that, they probably don't believe him anyway. Uh, in most cases, then they're not going to probably believe in the Father, and they definitely don't love him. If you're going to put down, you know, but you can easily see. Especially someone that's atheistic or something like that—they're not going to care uh, about you know the heavenly Father. Not, they could care less about uh, about Him. So uh, you know they could easily uh, you know um, you know mock basically even mock uh, the Almighty and stuff and stuff. So just keep that in mind. Um, and um, and then also I'm going to read. I have this new Bible commentary. I want, there was a good sentence in here. I want to read about the commandment. And it says here. Um, Uh, Yeah, they so says so. The people they were they were to say nothing which might detract from a true appreciation of his true nature and character. And and it kind of relates back to there was uh, I did a I did a previous podcast regarding the name of the Father and the Son, and uh, in that I talk about the you know really when it talks about name, it talks about the authority, character, and name. Are all, they all go hand in hand with the name, okay? And so really the bigger picture is don't do, you know, don't put his character in vain. Don't put his, his authority in vain, basically, okay? And stuff too. So it's more than just, so don't just think name in terms of just, you know, Yahuwah, but it's a bigger, broader picture uh, of, of, uh, of the Father, okay? All right, so the next one, let me read the next one here. Uh, now, remember the day of the Sabbath to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath, uh, or Shabbat, of Yahuwah Elohim. In it you shall uh, you shall not do any work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your manservant, uh, nor your maidservant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger, that is within your gates. Uh, for in six days Yahuwah made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, uh, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, Yahweh blessed the day of Shabbat and hallowed it. Okay, so now we're talking uh, about the, uh, you know, the Sabbath day, keep it holy, which is the fourth commandment. Now, on this one here, I think there's 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 honestly a lot of debate over this one, um, you know, especially with, you know, even within the Hebrew roots movement, like that, and this is one area that um, even even to me, I'm you know I'm still uh, searching and seeking and praying on this one because you know like I said, there's a lot of debate going on. I think you can get a debate on what day it is. Some some say, you know, I definitely don't think it's Sunday, but that was the, that was the, the day of the sun to worship the sun for the pagans and the Roman Catholic Church. But you know, so you know, we know pretty much it's not Sunday, but. The you know, a lot of people will say it's Saturday is a Sabbath, and maybe it's possible. I, I, I'm not 100% sure yet on that either, myself. Uh, but you know, the um, you know, there's also the, the Gregorian calendar, okay, was changed by the Roman Empire uh, and the Catholic Church um, a long time ago, um, and you know, so they they corrupted the calendar basically, and so. You know, and there's some calendars out there uh, within the Hebrew roots that you know they of course there's different ones out there and people all, they all claim that they have the, they figured it out when the Sabbath is you know I don't I haven't got anything that I'm dead set on uh, sticking to uh, by any means and some of these other calendars they rotate a lot. So when you compare a supposed uh, you know original uh, you know Hebrew uh, Israelite calendar from the Bible versus, the Gregorian calendars are way different. Some of these the same you know, you could literally be a Sabbath on Friday this week and then a Tuesday the next and then next after that it's a Saturday and then um, and stuff. So I've, I've seen quite a bit of stuff but nothing really has, you know, said to me for sure one way or the other on it. Uh, I just, I'm confident Sunday is not the day um, but other than that, I'm still researching this as well and it's something I'm still praying over and stuff. So um, you know, and I encourage you to do the same, to, to pray over it. And if uh, God wills, it will be revealed to us now. And if it is, if it is Saturday, I'm, I mean, I'm off work on Saturdays, you know, now and that's another thing too. Now, some people get very detailed in terms of what can you do on the Sabbath? What can't you do on the Sabbath? They start getting, some people say they can't leave the house on the Sabbath. Some people say you can't spend money on the Sabbath. They, you know, so some of it gets very, very, um, uh, I would just say very, very controlled. And then, you know, to me, some of it crosses into, um, just remember what Messiah said, that the Sabbath was made for man, you know, uh, not man for the Sabbath, right? It was made to serve man, right? It was made to serve us as a day of relaxation. When we start turning it into this, you know, uh, ritualistic thing that, you know, basically it controls us, then I think that, I think that becomes a perversion of what, what the point is. The point is is to be able to have a day of rest, Uh, from our work. And then also, as you read in here, you see, it says, even your manservants and all that. So people had slaves back then and stuff too. So that meant, and it was an honorary thing to let your whole house rest. Okay. Even your animals rested. Okay. Um, And so that's an, that's an honorable thing. Okay. From, from a, from basically a God of love, he's saying rest, you know, you and, and and, you know, basically uh, your whole house, you need to rest. Now, does that mean, you know, if you go outside and you, you know, rake some leaves, now you're, you're, you know, uh, doomed to a lake a fire. I think that's ridiculous. So the, you know, so just keep that in mind. Like I said, you know, I am trying to about people, you know, swinging the pendulum too far the other way. And that's sometimes what happens is I think people swing the pendulum too far the other way. And the next thing you know, they're, you know, they're going, they're looking at every little law in the whole, whole Old Testament now, and if you do that, well then yeah, now you have to uphold the entire law of the Old Testament now, which is going to be nearly impossible because there's no temple to go sacrifice animals, <laughs> for example. And so, so be clear, I'm not saying that, that we have to go back through all the Old Testament laws and adhere to all that. That's not what I'm saying here, but the Ten Commandments are very important, and they were spoken of by Messiah very often, that we have to follow those. Okay? And so, uh, next, we're going to go to the next one here. So, next one is, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which Yahuwah gives you. Okay? Um, Now, also, let's point out here that, you know, now we're kind of, you know, now we're getting into We're kind of getting away from more of, uh, you know, I won't say God's law. I mean, it's all God's law, but you know, rather than being, you know, um, you know, pointing at Him, the first, the first ones are are talking about, you know, the, you know, to basically have no other gods, no images, no, no false images, um, you know, not taking His name in vain, um, and remembering His holy day as He rested, we shall rest, right? Um, so you kind of have that. Now we're kind of getting into more of what you could say is even the social aspects of a society now. Now we're going to get into, so honor thy father and mother. Also, this, the father and mother of a household, okay, is, um, you know, that's a representation, okay, of, 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 the, of the heavenly father, right? If you don't honor your father and mother, then you're not going to honor God either, Okay. That's basically the thing. So, in a matter of fact, in the Old Testament, you know, it's to dishonor your father and mother actually could, could leave the death penalty for children as well, and stuff. That's how severe it was because they, you know, yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, you know, they knew that oh, you're probably going to be um, a black seed anyway, basically because if you can't if you can't honor your father and mother, then um, you're not going to honor God, you know. And, and obviously, it was commanded. So, um, you know, God commanded it for a reason. Okay, so next is, uh, next one sounds very simple. Um, you shall not kill. Okay, it sounds very simple. And I, I think the problem is on this one is people just assume, people just read this when they bypass it. And they just kind of, think, oh, I'm not going to kill anybody today. i want to move on. But in all of this, I think we need to really stop and think and meditate on and what's that really mean. And let's recall what Messiah says to the Pharisees that, you know, here they here the Pharisees are trying to judge him because they think he broke the Sabbath because he healed healed people on the Sabbath. And again, that's what I'm talking about. Is people swing the pendulum the other way, and they get stuck in their dogmas. Okay, that's exactly what the Pharisees did. Is so here they are judging him for healing people, doing a good work on the Sabbath, right? And here they are as plotting his murder. So they are murderers in their hearts even before the action was done. They were already the enemy. Already had had a placehold on them, The enemy was already working within him, just like Messiah told Judas, "Go do what, you, go do what you must, you know, uh, what you do." So he knew he was going to betray him, right, and stuff. So, and it even says, and one of the gospels even says that Satan entered him at that moment. So, the so we see that you know don't just assume just because you know you're saying I'm not going to kill anybody today, you know I'm not planning on murdering anybody. Um, don't don't assume that if you have any hatred in your heart for your brother that's the same thing as murder or killing okay and scripturally speaking okay that's why Messiah even says if you um, if you have a uh, grievance against your brother you know put down your you know don't do your sacrifice don't do your sacrifice at the temple you know put it put it aside go forgive your brother then come back and do your sacrifice right and in modern terms since we don't have a temple and a physical sacrifice anymore in modern terms, that would mean before you pray, right? Forgive your brother, forgive your sister, before you pray. Okay, so it's the same thing. Uh, we need to keep that in mind. So, and then also, let me talk about killing uh, here for a second. So, um uh, there's obviously there's some. Obviously, I just mentioned the death penalty. So, in terms of, in terms of like a penalty from you know from a judiciary, for example, a court system and all that and also for war another um, you know killing stuff like that wasn't necessarily outlawed when it talks about killing it is talking about murder uh, you know and I would even say premeditated murder is kind of how we would call it today you know so that's really what, it, what it's talking about and so it doesn't mean that um, you know that some killings can be righteous killings okay um, you know obviously a premeditated thing is not but you know I don't believe you know you're going to break this commandment if you're defending your family and you end up you know you get in a struggle and you end up killing somebody that's that's trying to harm you and your family that's 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 not murder okay so just keep that in mind because again some of this stuff you know if you haven't really thought about it and meditated on it then it can be tricky to know where the fine lines is drawn on some of these things okay and so so uh, next we're going to get into thou shalt not commit adultery okay um, and nowadays most people even especially Christians um, have you know uh, multiple divorces um, and stuff so um, and a lot of times adultery is a part of that and and I think a lot of that is too because they don't they don't honor God with their with their, uh, with their life they don't put God first in their marriages basically and it goes both ways the husband and the wife both you know they're not putting God first in their life and stuff so you yeah, know that's that's my feeling, um, and stuff. And so the, the enemy will wreak havoc, and if people aren't controlling their lusts or their flesh, then it will lead to adultery. Okay, and stuff. So keep that in mind there, um, and even Messiah talks about this that later on, the you know because of people's deceitful hearts, then they you know Moses and stuff they started allowing, oh just write a write a writ, and you can be divorced. You know, and that's I maybe mean, even Messiah says that's not, that's not what God intended though, you know, and stuff. So, okay. Next we'll get into Thou shalt not steal. And so, you know, this one seems again, it seems really, really simple uh, on the surface, and we're gonna get the heart of it here in a minute once we get the Ten Commandment. But, uh, you know, so Thou shall not steal. Like I said, you know, this, so now we're getting into kind of property rights, um, you know, not taking people's property and stuff. Um, You know, so it's, like I said, it should go without saying. It sounds like a very good thing. Um, You know, very commonsensical request uh, or commandment and stuff. So, but again, I think we would still, you know, in my dreams deal, I mentioned in there, uh, there was one of my dreams that I had. I I woke up at like three in the morning or something. And I felt like in my dream, I was being tempted to steal uh, at my work, right? So it was like, you know, so I, was, I felt like there was some kind of a temptation there to steal. And and so I got up and prayed about it, and, and I read the scripture that I shall not steal. I actually I went and read this commandment um, and some other scriptures that I pulled up. But the... Um, so just keep in mind, it's not always the very simple thing of just thinking, you know, oh, I'm not going to go down to the grocery store down here and steal. Steal can be a broader term of, you know, it could be anything, okay? Um, it could be a lot of things. Um, so it could be even... You know, Taking smaller things, or taking things, and maybe not even borrowing them. And things, so just keep You know, keep in mind. You know, make sure you honor your promises. Uh, if you say you're going to give something back to people, do so. Uh, make it a priority. Okay. So don't don't just take things or take it for granted. Um, don't don't commit larceny or things like that for sure. But um, but so stealing in a broad sense. Um, and sometimes we may not think about it in terms of stealing, and just because we're not you know, physically, you know, going and committing a misdemeanor, <laughs> you know, at a local store or something like that, okay, and then, um, so let's go, uh, and then the, uh, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Now, I really wanted to kind of hit this one home because the, I think some people think this is saying, you know, thou shalt not lie, okay, And I want to be very, very specific. That's not what it's saying here. It's saying thou shalt shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. So, uh, you know, saying something, you know, doing false witness means, you know, that you're uh, you're lying, that you're saying that someone did something they didn't do, okay? You know, so and you maybe in this case, a lot of times you may be on the stand, okay? Maybe, maybe, you know, we would call it under oath uh, today, that you're under oath and and you lie that so-and-so, uh, committed some act or did something wrong and you're totally lying just to get him in trouble, okay, um, and stuff. So it's a very specific kind of, it's a very specific kind of lie, okay. And I say this for a reason because people get stuck in these ethical dilemmas um, because they don't know the scriptures very well. And, you know, you get you get these you know ethical dilemmas where, especially if you try to debate any kind of atheists and things like that, and then they're like, you know, well, if someone, if someone, you Know uh, kind of like the I said the killing earlier, but you know, let's just say we'll spin that a little bit. And say a, a burglar breaks in, you know, let's say a violent burglar breaks into your home, and you have a split second to hide your children in a closet or something, you know, kind of in a hidden closet. You have a split second to go hide them, okay? You come back, and then next thing you know, finally, you're confronted with the violent burglar uh, in your home, and they demand and they ask you. Is there anybody else in the house? Well, if you if you tell them no, you lied and you broke you you broke the commandment. No, that's not what it's saying here. And that's why I want to be very, very specific on this. That you know, to protect the life, you absolutely should lie to a robber on that situation. You should tell him no, there's no one else here but me because you're protecting life. Okay. This, you know, almost the same exact thing what I'm saying, almost, except for within children necessarily. Rahab, the story of, of Rahab is a perfect example of this where she lied to her own, you know, you could even say, you know, basically military about the the Israelites hiding in her home and for doing so, she saved their life, okay? And Rahab was her her and her, own, her whole family, they were the only ones spared from Jericho. <laughs> the whole town, everyone else everyone else was was killed and stuff because she feared uh, the one true God. That she feared God, and 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 so because of that, that led to her to lie to her own people in order to preserve the life of the Israelites, and the, and she preserved her own family because of it. So again, it's not just out you know, the the law is not thou shalt not lie. It's I mean, obviously you now lie is used in a negative context, context usually, and stuff. So it doesn't doesn't forgive lying for any reason. I'm not saying that, but if there's a righteous reason. Um, then it can be. Then it's not. Then it's not frowned upon. Okay. So I want to be very, very clear on that one. All right. So then, um, let's keep going here. You shall not lust after your neighbor's house. You shall not lust. And some say co- covet here as well. So you, some say you know, shall not covet your neighbor's house. Shall not uh, lust after your neighbor's woman, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Okay, so, most people you kind of hear, thou shalt not covet, uh, or thou shalt not covet anything that is thy neighbors, is kind of another way of saying it, you know, to kind of encompass all of that. Okay, so, obviously, you know, to covet something means you desire it in your heart. And so here we're getting at the root of the greed of the issue. Okay, we're getting at the root of the problem here, is covetousness, okay, in, in your heart. So this is where it begins, okay? And Messiah talks about this where, um, you know, why are you murderous at heart? You know, the, these things, they, they, they lay root in your heart if you allow it to plant a seed rather than planting the seed of the Word of God in your heart. You're planting the seed of darkness, okay? And, you know, my, how dark it would be. And a perfect example of this, let's talk about King David for a minute. Because this is exactly what started for King David when he fell uh, with uh, Bathsheba, okay. And you know what started that? You know what started him? Well, if we remember the story here, and let's do a real, real quick recap here. But Bathsheba, he saw her beauty, and you know, and he he basically coveted her in, her in his heart. But she was she was already married to another man that was that was in the military, and so. So here we are. You know, it starts with covetousness, and then I want to kind of show you how a lot of these inter inter react here on these commandments and stuff. So, what did he? You know, so what did he end up doing? So he he, he forces uh, her husband in front of the, basically the front line of the military in a war, knowing that he was going to likely die in that in that war and stuff. So now he's quickly not You know, and I would even say. He uh, probably can't say for bear false witness per se, but uh, so he's basically stealing uh, this, this other man's uh, wife. Um, he's, uh, you know, I would even say he's committing adultery because he's making her break, uh, you know, break her vows with her husband now, and and now he's basically he's he's basically a murderer. Okay, uh, by his decree, he sent this man to die, so he is now a murderer. Okay, and. The, uh, I mean, he definitely didn't honor his father and mother. He definitely didn't honor his, honor God in his actions. He didn't, you know, so, and he even says when he's called out by the prophet in the story, he even says immediately that he has sinned against God. You know, that's why he immediately he says, he realizes, he realizes the sin, he does repent. Um, and he does, you know, although they, you know, uh, God obviously um, kills their baby, their, their first child, um, it doesn't survive. As punishment, uh, that was part of the punishment anyway, and stuff. So, um, you know, as we can see, even King David uh, fell into the trap and didn't follow the, all the commandments and stuff. Uh, okay, but you know, again, he was later uh, returned returned back to the faith. I would say. Okay, so um, so overall, like that's so that's kind of a recap of the Ten Commandments, and I, again, I want you know, I want to make sure you go through. And I just really recommend going through all of these, and don't you don't have to rush through them. Just go through, pray about one or two um, uh, a day, or whatever, maybe, or maybe even a week or a month. But think, think on it. Maybe look up other verses that relate to that, to that, to that uh, commandment, and um, really ponder it. Because I think, you know, those those that ponder on these things will be blessed, and you will you will, you will receive wisdom in the long run. Okay. Also, real quick. I wanted to cover, to go along with this, just to kind of show that this was taught in the New Testament again. And I've mentioned a few things from Messiah uh, directly, and by no means was it all-encompassing. But I wanted to go also, I was trying to think of a really good book that's kind of real um, succinct as best I can um, to kind of wrap this up as well. And I was, you know, I was thinking back, and I think the epistle of John, the first epistle, and then there's like one verse in the second epistle I wanted to read. And so I just want to read this just to kind of read, you know, like I said, just kind of put a bow on it in, in terms of to kind of prove, look, this is, this was taught in the New Testament. So no matter what these false teachers out here are teaching people um, that we don't need to follow the law, blah, 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 that stuff anymore. That's all done away with. Well, let's get back into this. And I'm going to read some of this. Okay. So first Epistle of John chapter two. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Okay. So I'm going to read, I'm going to read down to verse three and, uh, Hereby we do know that we know him, if we guard his commandments. He that says, I know him, and guards not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whosoever guards his word in him truly is the love of Elohim perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that says he abides in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Okay. And that last part, let me just clarify, because some people, when they, uh, especially the, you know, when you getting these evangelical people that uh, may read that last part and walk as he walked, of course, they start going off on thinking, you know, heal the sick and, you know, uh, cleanse the leper and all that stuff. You know, when we're talking about how he walked, they're talking about he walked righteously, okay? Uh, that he, yeah, he walked righteously, you know, before Elohim and um, in all of his actions and he walked in love you know those kind of things it's not you know it's not it's not this you know they want to turn it into uh, some kind of mythical thing um, where it's all about miracles and this and that um, you know all the while forsaking the basic concept of following the law and not being lawless yourself uh, and stuff they want to turn it into into mysticism and stuff okay and then let's go down to. Still in chapter 2, verse, um, it's about you know, halfway down from 14, but, uh, And the word of Elohim abides in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Any man, uh, If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away in the lust thereof, but he that does the will of Elohim abides forever. I've never really loved that scripture. And then um let's see. Let me go back. Okay, y'all. Yeah, so chapter three, let's go to verse four. Whosoever commits sin transgresses also the Torah, for sin is the transgression of the Torah, or the law, right? And And yea know that uh, he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abides in him sins not. Whosoever sins has not seen him, neither know him. little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, uh, even as he is righteous. Speaking of Messiah, he that commits sin is of the devil. The devil sins from the beginning. Okay, and then let's go to still in chapter three, and we go skip over here to verse twenty-one. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward Elohim. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we guard his commandments, and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son Yehusha Hamashiach, and love one another, as he gave us commandment. And he that guards his commandments dwells in him, and he in him, and and hereby we know that he abides in us by the ruach, uh, or spirit, which he has given us. Okay, so we have this. We have the spirit, the Holy Spirit, basically dwells in us because, you know, that, you know that you know if we love uh, our neighbor, love our brother, um, and even love our enemy. If, uh, you know, this is mostly talking about the brother and people within the church, but. You know, if we have love of the Father, then we will love our neighbor, right? We will love our brethren, especially, that are within the church and stuff. So, um, yeah, it just kind of goes along with it. But again, the commandments are are taught all through the New Testament. So, uh, to think otherwise is deception by people. Uh, all right, so go to chapter 5, and this, uh, I'm going to verse 2. By this, we know that we love the children of Elohim when we love Elohim and guard his commandments. For this is the love of Elohim, that we guard his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of Elohim overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Okay. I'm to read that one, and then see there was, um, oh yeah, at the, at the very end of the, of the first John, uh, the, at the very uh, end of it, the la- very last verse, I wanted to read this because it ties in, into one of the commandments here. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Okay? So, what's this go back to? The Ten Commandments. You know, the second commandment of uh, basically not having graven images and stuff. So, the idols. All right, And then, uh, let's go into the second epistle of John real quick. Just one real quick verse. Uh, It's a very small uh, epistle here. But uh, verse... It's just one chapter. So, verse 6. And this is love, that we walk after His commandments. Okay, so that's just, uh, just a couple, just a little glimpse of a couple of things, you know, in the New Testament that, the, that, you know, that was taught on the commandments. And as you see, the love and the commandments go hand in hand. Okay, I think that's one thing that you want to talk about. And if people, if, you know, if they, if people are teaching against the commandments, then, they, then they're a liar. They don't know the Father okay they don't know they don't know they don't know the true messiah they have their version of messiah maybe that's fine they can have their there's all kinds of different messiahs out here there's all kinds of different christ and jesus is out here um they can they can keep their version if they want to but if they're not following the commandments that they're uh, teaching against them then uh yeah i don't want any part of it okay so, so i didn't mean this go go this long it's gone longer than i thought but um, some things to ponder, and I hope this has blessed people out there uh, to to really get into the Word and to study the, the commandments and to pray on them. And I hope this blesses you, okay? So stay blessed in Messiah. Talk to you soon. <laughs>